Hey, Running Down the Clock listeners, this is Jordan Dallek Coltman from Hattrick and from Pit Stop Podcast. I'm also the president of the Ordinary Podcasting Network, and it's my great pleasure to be able to announce this week that we have introduced a brand new show. MCU and me will be joining our network. This is an awesome show that already has a 60-episode back catalog. Now, they'll be back in the new year with brand new shows, but until then, we'd encourage you to take some time over your holidays to check them out. Here's the trailer. Hey, I'm Sayer, and I love Marvel. And I'm Kaylee, and I love someone who loves Marvel. (laughs) And we're watching through the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, or MCU, in release order. There's another order. For Kaylee's first time. And Sayer's 85th. (laughs) Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find MCU. And me! Welcome to Running Down the Clock, where we break down all of this week's big news, events, and controversies from the National Football League. Over the next 45 minutes, we will give you basic fan perspective and opinion on the most important stories and moments happening now. So, let's start the clock. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Running Down the Clock. Uh, We just got through week 12. We're going to talk about some week 12 stuff. We're going to talk about some week 13 stuff. I am Tyler Walzak. I'm here with Puya Ricey. Puya, do you want to start off with the Sean Taylor statue? Uh, I mean, in respect to the guy, I can't say no when his name comes up now. So definitely let's let's address Sean Taylor. He he deserves the respect. So Yeah. Now... Statue, maybe I'm mistaken in what I saw. I didn't see a statue. I just saw his kind of Redskins uniform stacked up on each other on itself with the shoes, the shorts, the socks, the the jersey, the the helmet. Yeah, so it's just metal rods. Yeah. And then his statues on it. And the shoes aren't even shoes that he's ever worn before. It's an odd one to me. Like There's soccer shoes. Which I guess is something common for football players to wear because they're a yeah. little bit lighter. But Sean Taylor never wore those types That's of shoes. That's not a pair of game-worn Sean Taylor shoes. It's not even a brand he's ever put on before. No. Those were bought at the soccer shop down the street earlier yeah. that week. It's like they almost forgot that they had to make a statue. And then they said, well, put a bunch of wires together and put his jersey on it. Done. Yeah, I feel like it's not a statue. It's just like hanging his jersey in the Hall of Fame type thing. You it's, know what I mean? Like that's... One thousand percent not a statue. They just hung up his uniform. Is one thousand percent a statue? I feel like maybe they put his face in there. You know, like maybe a human torso, something. What they put up is the equivalent of what like Foot Locker or Sports Check would put up to showcase like a hoodie and a pair of pants or something. Yeah, it's an odd one to call the statue. It's very strange, and then to have a big unveiling about it, like they must have known about this forever, and somebody said, "Yeah, that's good enough. We're good." One of the one of our, our favorite one of the teams, yeah, Washington is just a nightmare. One of the team's all-time loved players, tragically shot in his home, defending his his house, 
and his family shot by a robber dies at a very young age at the beginning of a very promising career and they give him the worst statue known to man yeah statue's the wrong word they, the worst just, thing known to man because it's not it's not a statue and they just said the commemorative like piece or you know just some sort of memorial anything just don't use the word statue when you didn't give him a statue yeah because it's a very half-assed i don't even think it's an effort towards the statue unless we're both missing something no just, they called they, they labeled it wrong just like a team that's been misnamed multiple times in the past few years they've just they got the wrong name for it just call it something else and people aren't upset yeah like a shrine to yeah the sean sean um taylor shrine yeah, or, or yeah, something. The Sean Taylor, his Sean Taylor's uniform. Yeah. We're going to unveil a Sean Taylor uniform. Is all they had to say. That's I wonder was it even was it even a game worn jersey, or they just made a jersey? No, they just made. They definitely just made it. They got the shoes from down the street because they forgot to put shoes on it. That's not exactly what happened, but that's probably what happened. He's never worn those shoes before. It's right. very frustrating. Now, uh, one thing I was going to kind of start us off with. But we're all heated anyway. That didn't, I don't know that didn't take long. Did it? About. No, it didn't take long. It never does. It seems like ages ago now, but uh, Thanksgiving games. We had a bunch of Thanksgiving games. We had any surprises from uh, last week or any storylines there you want to talk about? Three Thanksgiving games. Uh, the Vikings beat the Patriots, which I did not. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't see that game. Um, was that a good game? Was that a good game? Did you watch it? I didn't want I watched the other two and missed that one, but it seems like it was pretty decent. They, they got some scores up. 33 to 26 seems like a close game. It's funny that we're talking about how we didn't watch a game on a podcast that's supposed to be talked about the games. Um, we just lost a bunch of listeners, probably. Who gives a shit? If you're still listening to us, the Bills Lions game was a great game. The Lions still lioned it, they lost on a last, like basically a last second field goal. Um, some are saying that Dan Campbell mismanaged the clock. Um, some are saying that he should have challenged the spot. Uh, but either way, I don't think they would have got the ball in. I don't think they would have got the ball in the end zone. I think it would have been a field goal either way. They just left a little bit too much time. One big play, one big play. And unfortunately, Stefan Diggs and the, and Josh Allen. Lost, still got they lost by three in classic Lions fashion. Always losing. You pointed that out after the game. You said Lions lost again by three. They always lose by three. So essentially, always bet the Lions within three. On bet, go to bet stamp, bet the Lions within three. Any surprises from the week? Cleveland Browns beating the Bucks. Um, Bucks division is so bad, but they all lost, so it's okay. Yeah, the division is very bad. I mean, both of them, like, yeah, the like the Falcons had a chance to beat the Commanders, but the Commanders are good. They're on a what is that? they're undefeated in November. They're and Taylor Heineke's like a, he's getting it done for them, and it's uh, cool. You heard the thing about his shoes every time he he goes out and um, every time he is beats that a cocky thing or is that kind of just cool? I feel if it was if it was a uh, an Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, people would hate on him. A guy uh, doing it regularly, but I, I feel like for an up and comer. It's kind of like, well, how many pairs does he have so far, right? It's yeah, his nice. nine pairs of shoes. There you go, nine pairs of shoes. <laughs> um, I, I don't think it's a cocky thing. I think it's a good way. It's like trophy. It's obviously a trophy. It's serial killer style. Um, but but he wears I it. Like the press it. I like it. It's a cool way. It's a cool way to 
honor a win for yourself and also treat yourself for a victory. It's it's nice to treat yourself when you when you win. So to do it and then have obviously he loves Jordans, he loves shoes. To then to do it in the other team's color scheme, it's kind of a instead of saying I beat Washington, it's like this is like it's a little ode to it. I like it. I like it a lot actually. I don't think it's cocky at all. I, I got nothing. Maybe I'm it. jealous. I don't have that many pairs of Jordans. But at what point does he like? So if he beats, let's say he beats the Eagles three times, does he just keep getting Eagles colors of Jordans? Yeah, you get a different year's model in a different color in a, the same colorway. Do you think the year that you beat them is that show the Jordan that you should get, or do you have to go classics like start at one? Well, I think you got to maybe combine the score. So if it's 23, you get 23 points up to beat them. You got to put the 23 together. So you get five. You get Jordan fives in Eagles colors. Right. Okay. I don't know. There's a lot of ways you can do it. There's a lot of ways you can do it. I think yeah. there's how many pairs of Jordans do they make? I know most people only stick to like the, you know, the 13s was, and below. Yeah. Well, but you, you go up that, to like the third, there's 30 different models, isn't there? So you'd have to beat like some of those teams you wouldn't be able to beat third time, 13 times in your career because you might only play the Chargers three times. Yeah, I don't think he's going to run out of Jordan's spot. No, but if he just bullies, we play for Washington, so their division, if he bullies the Giants or the Cowboys, beats them twice every year for six years, he's, he can get up to the Jordan 12s. Think he's not gonna care if he's bullying. If he's a guy who's bullying teams, that he's guaranteed a few victories a year from them. I think he's having a good career, and he's not really too worried about running out of Jordans. He'll double up. You're telling he'll me that get, his entire NFL career, he's not worried about running out of Jordans. <laughs> you're, you're so you're saying he's not too concerned about it. Probably not. <laughs> I think it's a cool thing to do. I think it's better than saying, I don't know, like getting a little plaque or a trophy. Dancing on the other team's logo in midfield. Better than yeah, that. that's never turned out well. I'm that's surprised never. Michigan Wolverines got away with that this weekend in Ohio State. Planted the flag at the center field in Ohio. And then there's another another game I want to bring you up that uh, you're still big on the Ravens, eh? Why are you going to go right to the heated moment then, huh? Oh, you get heated. I yeah. don't know what's going on with them. Some something is broken about the Ravens. They just haven't looked amazing all year. Lamar Jackson's good. When he's playing hot, he's playing hot. Yeah, but it just can't be him anymore. Well, that's exactly it. He'll get figured out. One player How will he get it figured out? Just they'll cover him. They'll blitz him every time and just he's got nobody to throw to. Well, that's what I mean. It's like how are the Ravens gonna figure it out? What oh, can they do to get better? Players. Well, it's too late for that. Oh, yeah. No, this season, I don't think they're doing much this season. But they would have to go out and get, like, like they could probably get OBJ. Actually, going out to get OBJ makes a lot of sense for the Ravens. It'd be great. Is he on the list, though? I feel like he's already made his decision. There's rumors that he's going to the Cowboys and that he loves yeah. the Cowboys. Which... Either way, whatever the rumors are, I feel in his heart, he knows where he's going already. Oh, yeah. For sure. But... That uh, Jacksonville thing, the coach decides, you know, like, fuck it. We're going for two. Play for a win. We got nothing to lose. I love that attitude. Yeah, his exact, well, he's, yeah, his exact quote was, we're going for two for the win. We're going down swinging. Yeah, that's it. He had that's, nothing I to lose. That. Yeah, he exactly. Had to lose. Care. Another loss on your record. You got, what, three wins on the season? Four wins. And we see, we're finally seeing what. Um... Yeah, Lawrence. Uh, sorry, Lawrence. Um, 
Trevor Lawrence Trevor. was finally going like what he is capable of doing. First overall pick, once in a generation quarterback, he got screwed last year having to play for Urban Meyer. What a stupid decision that was by them. But so they bring in Peterson, they fix it, and now it looks like Lawrence is finally putting it together. Like we're finally seeing the capability that he's supposed to have, yeah. the potential he's supposed to meet, which potential worst word in sports, but the potential he's finally, it's starting to show up. Yeah. Another guy kind of is somewhat rival. Joe Burrow, he's he's looking good again. He's getting uh, Bengals, the Bengals getting together. Good. They, they are even... calm. They're a calm and collected team. They don't even have Joe Mixon or Jamar Chase right now, yeah. and they're winning. They're beating the Titans. Yeah, like and... the Bengals look like really scary right now. And they did the same thing last year, where at the well, end of the year they just started putting it together. What was my quote last week about the game of the week? You want them to lose? I will take them as my lock of the week. And I was the Titans just so they'd lose. There you go. You took the wait. Did you take the Titans as a lock of the week last week? Yeah, specifically quoting first, whoever I take will lose. I guarantee. So I'll take the Titans as my lock of the week. <sighs> Dumb of you, wasn't it? So wait, let's go back to the decision that Jaguar. No, it was a smart move. I wanted the Bengals to win. Did you put money on them? I don't know how. You're you my guy. Use- you're well, my bookie. It's a good thing that we got that stamp that could teach us how to do this stuff. Yeah. Well, they'll get us the best odds, but you're my bookie still. That's true. <laughs> you put the butts down. I just tell you what to bet. So ridiculous. Uh, so easy. It makes everything <laughs> more fun, too. Like, you, I don't understand why you don't. It makes it too fun. Listen, I got a lot of vices and like, I got a lot of problems. I don't need to add gambling to it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe stop one of the other ones and do this one. This one will be healthier for a time being. Uh, okay, so with the Jaguars, Doug Peterson goes for it on two, wins the game, and then has the great quote, but they're three and seven. They really don't have anything to lose. Whereas the Chargers did the exact same thing at the end of the game to win and beat um, the Arizona Cardinals, but they were five and five. Like their entire season was on that one play. Isn't that ballsier to go for it then? It's definitely ballsier. But they're under the same thing, right? They eventually have to make – they got to get the wins too, right? They're running out of games, no? Are they, well, they in a playoff spot? But they could have got the – they could have kicked and took it to overtime. Instead, let's, let's go for it on two, see if we get it. If they, if they don't get it, they're probably out of the playoffs in the AFC. But they got it, so they're 6-5 and five now instead of 5-6. and six. Like, that's more ballsy than the Jaguars going for it, 100%. You can't say that it's not. No, it, it – Yeah. More pressure. You got something to lose. You have everything to lose. You don't just have something to lose. He, they they don't get that two-point conversion, and Staley probably loses his job. What I'm saying is the uh, Chargers weren't in a playoff spot at the time. Either. The Chargers are, are fighting for a playoff spot. and They're they have- fighting for a playoff spot. What I mean is they didn't have a playoff spot to lose. They're trying to get it. So they still have to go for it. They still have to reach and get that playoff spot. Yeah, but they so they do- still have to get the W. I understand that, but the, the risk, it, the risk reward factor is way higher than the Jaguars' risk reward factor. Because now, is it like, also just a little mock at Arizona where they're kind of like, well, I'm pretty sure we got this against them. You play the team, right? You don't play the strategies. That's true, but then again, you are still tied with them with like five seconds left. So, you know what I mean. But I like it. I like I like going for it. I like going for it too, but 
but I love you, when they you're go fired. Football. You are fired if, like, that's the end of your job as the Chargers coach if you miss that. 1,000%. Yeah. 1,000%. Now, let's go back to the Bengals because there's also another fun storyline to talk about there, which I sent you the video right before we got online here. The center for the Bengals, uh, Karras, uh, as he's walking off the field in Tennessee, pumped up, super pumped up about the win, starts walking off the field through the tunnel and yells at the Titans fans, fuck yeah, right up yours, Tennessee. Fuck you. Fuck you. Love or hate this guy? I don't know anything about it, but I got nothing against that. You got the opposing fans. That's how you get... All you need to know about it is that they won a big game yeah. and it was down to the wire. They won a big game. He's jacked up and that's what he says coming off the field. Like That's all you need to know about it in context. I secretly, I like this thing of the opposing players creating themselves as a villain. That adds such a better storyline every time they come to town. Because he's not hurt somebody. It's not like he like, you know, shoved a baby in front of a bus. He yelled out, fuck you to the stadium. That's not yeah. that big of a deal, right? Think about what those guys are yelling to him. That's what I mean. I love They're it. yelling more. I'm sure. Way, I won't repeat it on the air way what I think they stuff. would be saying. Yeah. Way worse stuff. So just creating yourself as a player to be the enemy. I love that storyline. The villain's coming to town again, right? I think this is the best thing ever, if not only because your teammates are going to see it and be like, I need this guy in my fucking locker room for the rest of my career because I will go to battle with him just based on that fact alone, like just to see how like pumped up he was and how like, it was just like, yes, like fucking yes. Fuck all of you. I loved it. I loved it. I would love to have that, especially from a lineman, like a, um, an offensive lineman. It's one thing coming from like a quarterback that's supposed to be kind of like cocky and, but more kind of tied down and, and not to show no. that type of emotion. But for a guy like a center, who's in the trenches just fighting all the time, who will take those, like he's, next time Tennessee plays them, like they're going to be going at him. So he has to know that while he says all that stuff, which just Rod makes it more respectable. Snap. Yeah. Rod plays every snap. Oh, he does play a hundred every, every snap yeah. for sure. Now, for sure. is there a difference between doing what he did at the beginning of the game and at the end of the game? Uh, yeah, When you win, everything's different when you win. Well, exactly. You can't do it. Come in cocky. If you lose, what, like that's a ballsier move. You come in cocky, telling everyone to go fuck themselves. Sure, but then you lose. You get in shit. You get in trouble. Don't lose. Don't lose is, I guess, don't the answer. Lose. But but you don't can't. Lose. You have. You can't why go not? over the loser's mentality. No, but you're no. I think you're wrong about this. Do something first, and then be cocky. Don't be cocky, and then not do anything. Do something first. Prove it. Get it done and then be cocky because once you've done something, nobody can say, who the fuck are you? You haven't done shit. We won. Whereas this is what I hate about, oh, this is why it's you, the Canuck fans that do it. Um, You guys don't say shit all game. And then, yeah, I guess at the end you do it, which I don't like because I wear my least shit. I don't know what I'm trying to say there. That makes me no, look dumb. I'll tell you what it is, is if you know much about betting like I do, what you want to do is you want to leverage your bets by Saying a bunch of shit first and then backing it up because then it's worth so much more. Afterwards, it's not about, oh, you won, big deal. Anyone can say talk shit when they won. Talk shit at first and then back it up is a lot harder to do. It is a lot harder to do. I'll give you that. But I think you it's more of a risk reward. 
Like you, it's like the Team Canada coach when he was like, "Fuck um, Croatia," and then that just made Croatia super angry and they destroyed us four one. Yeah, like you have to be good in order to do stuff like that. Sure. And the Bengals right now are pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. There's an old quote. I think it was attributed to Muhammad Ali. I can't remember, but it ain't bragging if it's true. Yeah. You come out talking shit, you back it up. Not yeah. Point. I think he says, it, I'm not cocky if... Not. It's I mean, not just... cocky if you can back it up. Something like that. Sure. Um, okay, let's move on to something else here. So, I want to talk a little bit about the Dolphins. Because they are good. They are... Eight and three, the only games, the three games they've lost were games that Tua was sidelined for. So the turnaround that's Tua, I, I basically I just want to talk about Tua Tunga Tunga Viola. He got shit on all of last year by the coaching staff, by the fan base, um, everybody in the locker room to the point where he would like look in the mirror and be like, am I actually bad? Am I not supposed to be here? I, I don't understand. People are telling me I'm bad. My coaches are telling me bad. Um, my The fan base is telling me bad. Am I a bad player? So Mike McDaniels, who we love on this program, uh, I love him. I think that Dan Campbell gets a lot of the newsworthy stuff because he's more outgoing and loud and, and pump up and in your face, whereas Mike McDaniels is smart, not as quiet, also cocky, but does things behind the scenes that are only cool when you hear about after. So he, before he met up with Tua, um, sat him down and said, listen, people have been telling you that you suck lately, but you're a guy. Like you are a player in this league. Put together a 700 play tape for Tua to watch. All of his, all of his seven, like 700 throws, but this is why you're good. This is why you're good. This is why you're good. Also went to Tyreek Hill when they signed Tyreek Hill and said, listen, this guy has been shit on by everybody here for the past year and a bit by the coaches, the fans. I need you to help this guy get his confidence back because he is a player. And now he's playing at an MVP caliber level. He's playing out of his mind and he's taking the Dolphins right now that have to be one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl at this level. It's Unbelievable. It's super awesome coaching. And that's the next generation of coaches that are going to pump these guys so, up like this. I, this is the, the, uh, the image in my head. Dan Campbell is the middle-aged guy who's been working for a company selling printing presses. It's a family company. He's been at this for years, and the company's just dying. The industry is dying. He's working his ass off just to make enough money to cover his mortgage and make his car payment and cover all the debts and everything. And the guy's just struggling, but he works harder than anybody else out there. What's his name? McDaniels? <laughs> he's one of these tech guru guys who just like has one of these companies. He's playing pinball with the boys half the day, and his stock <laughs> price is just skyrocketing. Barely does any work. His company's just doing great, though. That's kind of the image I see between them, right? And no, that's a hundred percent it. But that's the two difference of the guys, is yeah. Is but they're both your blue collar working class one, and the other one where like he, you know, he doesn't look like a coach. He doesn't seem like a coach, he doesn't talk like a coach. No. And I got nothing against that. I'm not trying to bash him for it, right? Like the 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 way he presents himself to the um the media is not like the typical NFL kind of stale, boring, middle aged white guy, older white guy coach, right? 
Yeah. You know, and neither is um actually for that matter uh what's the guy's name in Detroit there? I just uh, Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. He's actually like puts all his emotion into everything, right? He'll cry in front of everybody, you know, he's 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 fully out there too, right? Yeah. But I, now, I like them both. I love they're them both. Very different. Totally different. Coaching, yeah. I would play hard for both those guys. I think that I think you nailed it with those two comparisons. I did not know that. So Dan Campbell was a tight end for the Cowboys. Yeah. Tight end for a lot of teams, but he's tight, when he was a tight end for the Cowboys, he was a backup tight end, and he was a captain of the offense because guys just loved him. They loved him. He pumped up everybody. Apparently, when he was doing an interview uh, for I forget who. Maybe I think it was when somebody at the Dolphins, when he was like an assistant coach of the Dolphins, at his interview for the coaching job, he was like smashing chairs and like stomping around the room, just breaking stuff, trying to get the room fucking like bumped up. I think that's hilarious. Also, like Dan Campbell looks like he could take on and probably beat just about anybody in that locker room. Oh, yeah. He, I I don't think. During McDaniels. hard knocks, he was doing up downs with the team. He was doing forty yeah. up downs with the team. McDaniel's he'd have a tough time fighting one of the reporters. Yeah. <laughs> just polar opposites of like just everything about them. But 100%. Hey, he's having a lot of success. His like we said earlier, the beginning of the year, his team's exciting. The only time I started to doubt them was when I thought Tool was gonna be done for the season. Yeah, I had I really read into that too much. We talked about it maybe too much because he's come back. He's been unreal. I don't People think were telling we... him to retire. I dropped him from my fantasy league. It cost me my whole season. People were telling him to retire. I thought he was dead. Well, again, who knows the long-term damage of head injuries? He, yeah, you know, That was the whole debate we had. Yeah. But his play is still good. I was worried he was just going to be injured longer. Like, you yeah. know, sometimes you have those lingering... Um, migraines and concussion syndromes that just you know if you've ever had that they can really just debilitate you yeah for sure and maybe in the offseason when he like because he could just be running on adrenaline right now and his body uh, no because it wears it wears off after the day you can't have adrenaline for no but oh. you can have like i'm in this for like a long season and then once it's like I, what happens when, like, when we do a show and at the end of the show i'm just like oh my god i'm exhausted i didn't realize how tired i was because you're just in it you're just going you're just going you're just going you're in a routine you're just doing it until you realize you have no reason to wake up the next day and then everything just kind of like shuts down. That's kind of a, a thing that could happen, but I don't know. I'm not a fucking doctor. Let's talk about someone else who got smoked in the head this weekend. Uh, LA Rams coach Sean McVay got absolutely hammered right in the jaw accidentally by one of his players' shoulders and just like took it. And the player didn't turn around, so he didn't know who he hit. Just kept going on the field. But did you see that? Did you see that hit? I did. It was insane. Does it bring up, you know, their old footage of uh, Sean McVay? He's got the guy on the sideline to pull him yeah. back when the uh, the refs are going by. That guy was in the video. Yeah. Now, uh, to me, it's a very odd thing because I'm just a little too observant of my surroundings. I can't really turn that off. Right. But for him, I guess it's just he's so locked in that he's oblivious to it. I always thought it was a little weird too. Like, how do you it not? It's an odd one to me. I mean, is it that necessary? No, I don't think so. But he is also very young. He's our age, and he's a successful NFL coach. And he's They're been talking there. about. Not only is he like a successful NFL coach, he's been coaching in the NFL for a decade or something. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's younger than us, too. He's not our age. He's younger than us. Well, there you go. And he's talking about retiring and going into, um, like, announcing. Apparently, he's got, like, a $150 million contract waiting for him the minute he retires, just like Tom Brady. It seems like a lot of these guys do. There's so many announcers now. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. How many more networks are there? Am I just, did I space out somewhere? Were there always this many networks? No, but there's, there's, because the networks of the last five years has a job. There's 16 games every weekend ish. Yeah, but they don't all play the same. I guess one broadcaster only does one game. Yeah. You think he's, you think he's doing a one o'clock game and then flying somewhere else to do a four o'clock game? Green screen. Green screen? <laughs> How the fuck is he supposed to watch this? Just a couple guys sitting in green screen watching TV? You just watch it on your phone and you just report live on the <laughs> green screen. How the pros do it, man. That's how the pros do it. I'm telling you. No, they have to have that one shot on the drone where they're in the booth and they fly back in a way to show that, no, these announcers are actually really here. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's talk about Mike White and Zach Wilson because Zach Wilson's got to be done, right? There's no re- there's no way you go back. I could see him getting another shot in the NH in the NFL. I don't think Zach he's- Wilson. Yeah, now I don't think it's right now. Right. This is either the wake up call for him. Like, listen, realize what you've done. Realize your team hates you. The fans hate you. Nobody's got your back right now, and you're not playing to a level where anybody really needs you, wants you, or gives a shit about you. Right. You can. It's on you to make the change and show other people you've made the change and you get it, or just continue down this path you've been on. You're a young guy in the league who's accomplished nothing. Nothing. You are so expendable. Yeah, he and the only people that like him right now are probably his mom's friends. He probably never called them back. They probably don't like him either. <laughs> the uh, Richard Sherman said, "If I'm a production, he said I'm a production guy. Mike White has production. If we just took everything away and swapped the stories of Zach Wilson and Mike White, it was just Mike White drafted number two, and he was playing this well, and his teammates were saying this about him. You'd be like, hey, they made the right pick. They've got a franchise guy. So everybody yeah. in that dressing room apparently loves Mike White. They're chanting Mike White, Mike White, Mike White." parts of last year and this year. Yeah. So, we talked about Baker Mayfield the other week. Like, he's had a lot of chances. I don't know if he's particularly liked or liked. He seems like a little bit of a rough-around-the-edges kind of guy. Like, maybe not the most overly polite or just friendly or just... I don't know how well he bonds with people, just from how, you know, he's seen in the media. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I really don't know. But there's almost that arrogance to him of... You know, like, don't don't talk to me. I'll figure it out myself. Yeah. And it kind of seems like Zach Wilson has that as well. So shouldn't they be sitting him down and say, hey, look at Baker Mayfield? That's your Yeah, that's well, that's it. That's what right I mean. Like, it, it, this is almost like this is timeout. You put him in a timeout and you say, you want to make the change or are we going to make the change for you permanently? Because I remember one of my uh, bosses said this to somebody once. If we have to have this chat again, we're not going to have this chat again. Which is not going to happen. But that's just the end of the matter. So I think that's his position, right? Like maybe he'll end up as a back, uh, as a uh, backup somewhere. But 
you know, he's he's got to make the change. Everything is on him. You can't blame why I didn't get the opportunity because a lot of it comes down to attitude. 100%. And actually, Baker Mayfield, if you look at where he's at now, he's kind of made that adjustment because he's on the sideline to Sam Darnot, who had a great weekend uh, on his little comeback tour. Carolina just has a bunch of quarterbacks that need to have comebacks. Um, the the thing about Baker is he's kind of turned it around where he's just on the sidelines rooting on guys. His teammates are starting to like him. His teammates are talking very highly of him, which was not the case in Cleveland. So maybe like it may, might just be a situation where, Hey, like learn from Baker right now on the other side of the um, conference. No, guys just need a chin check. Yeah, exactly. Right. Just guys just need a chin check. You know, it doesn't have to be as bad as the one McVay got, but sometimes it does. <laughs> um. Okay, speak, so let's go back to the Rams now that you've mentioned Big Vegas. Uh, looks like Matthew Stafford has a concussion. We're not sure if he's going to play this week, but it doesn't look good. I think his season's more or less done, regardless of whether he plays or he doesn't play. They're not going to be playing for anything. They're, they're, shambles. They're, they're talking about shutting down Stafford, Aaron Donald, and Cooper Cup. Well, Cooper Cup's already shut down, isn't he? He's not, yeah. Yeah. He's not coming back anytime soon. So, you know what this means, though, right? What does that mean? They're tanking for a high first-round pick. Sure. You know what that means? What does that mean? The Detroit Lions get that pick. Oh, yeah. So, that That's I'm excited you. about. Now, my fear is, and I talked about this at the beginning of the season, is... I want them to draft a quarterback, but I feel like the way Jared Goff is playing, they're not going to do that. Well, that's not even a bad move, though, because, you know, hear me up. You draft a quarterback, sits behind Goff for a season, season and a half. Love you that. I love Goff, that. You think Goff's your guy in three years? Including mm, this year? No. Well, then, so there you go. You draft a quarterback. That's the I move. know, but the, the mentality of the Lions screw everything up. They won't be thinking like that. They're going to think, we need to get a guy that's going to win for next yeah, year, blah, 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 blah. They're taking a kicker with that pick. You know that, right? They would take, they would, they would absolutely do that. But it's, that's my fear is that they're going to, they're going to screw that up. But hey, the Rams tanking means nothing but good things for, for the Lions fans. So if you're a Lions fan out there, you want Stafford shut down, you want Donald shut down, Cooper Cup is shut down. Let them just, the Rams be the, the shittiest team in the league for the rest of the year. Does it even matter though? They're losing either way. We could have two top five picks. They're losing either way though. Like they're not, they're getting their ass handed to them every weekend. That's absolutely true. So very bad. And, you know, I've heard rumors that Stafford might even want to retire. And again, I don't know how substantial. I've heard those rumors as well. But, you know, he's just, he's had a lot of, uh, his head got hit a lot throughout his time at the Lions. Oh, yeah, his body's in shambles. He has yeah. to be hurting all the time. There's no way that guy's not feeling pain every single morning he wakes yeah. up. Aaron Donald was talking about retiring, and there was a whole thing like, run it back, run it back, run it back, and it didn't work out. So he was already in talks of retiring. Yeah. Who knows, maybe that might continue. So Stafford retires, Donald retires, and then Cooper Cup's just left there standing going, what the fuck, guys? What, what, what did I do? No, he seems like he's got the best attitude. He seems like, I'll play whatever the situation is. Sure, but he's only had one good season. It's kind of ruined his entire career if those two guys go. Like that's the end of those Rams. It's over because then McVay oh, retires. Sure, who, but who cares? They got their shoe. Yeah, I guess. But hey, some people are happy with just one, I guess. Yeah, 
A lot of teams out there that would just love to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I've never been to the Super Bowl, so I don't know what it feels like no. in terms of my team. Um, okay, I'm looking over the scores from last week again. Uh, the Houston Texans are dog shit football team. They are some, some of the worst football that's being played right now is in Houston. Uh, Browns beat the Buccaneers. Let's talk Browns. So kind of a shitty deal for Jacoby Brissett, who's been playing well. Yeah, you know, it was always planned, though. He must have known. For sure. But it still Looking sucks. At- like, you still you still fight and claw and scratch. And, like, like, well, okay, you got a guy coming in, but I can still play. And then the guy you have coming in is just a monster, hasn't played football in two years, and is he getting the start right away? Like, does he come in? But, or does he come off the now, bench? I'd have to have- look. Yeah, you got they got to start Deshaun Watson. We already talked about it. You have to. Like, you paid this guy this much money just to, what, keep him for three years not playing to see if he gets better after three years of not playing? No. you got to start him right away. But the thing about Brissett, I don't know what his contract situation is, but all this does is make him a good possibility to go, excuse me, go to another team. His stock moves up. Sure. But... Why is... Well, I guess he can figure it out at the end of the year, but there's, I don't know. Like, I don't, it's tough. I, I'm trying to Google if Deshaun Watson is starting this weekend, but all I'm getting is there's going to be 10, 10 of his accusers are going to be at the game on Sunday. Here's a question for you Is that a prop bet right now? If he starts? Yeah. I don't know, actually. That could be a good prop bet. They just keep saying that he will be ready to roll. Deshaun Watson will be ready to roll. Yeah, I'm sure he's been ready to roll for uh, two years. Not a lot. Yeah, he injured he's and then it's not. He was never injured, so like, there's no reason he shouldn't be doing football activity. I think he comes in and he's just horseshit garbage, and the Browns just deal with it because that's what they have to do for the next yeah. whatever amount of games are left. Seven games. Now, at this point, who do you take? You take Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson? Because that's another massive contract. That's another what two hundred thirty million dollar contract. Okay. I just saw the breakdown with of his contract, flaws, like with their personality flaws, with like, who they are, knowing with... what we know about them, knowing what we know about them. I take Russell Wilson because Deshaun Watson is a serial problem. Russell Wilson has a uh, a very awful problem as well, and that he is not good at football. He also seems like nobody fucking likes him on his team. And if you if you have to find out, or if you want to find out if Russell Wilson is a good teammate, just ask anybody in the seat the city of Seattle, and they'll tell you that he's not a good teammate. People don't play for him. It's like so. Who was it that came? One of the defensive linemen came off of the field, um, Purcell, and just started screaming at Russell Wilson. And nobody knows what was said. It was after the game, Russell in his press conference, somebody asked him like, Hey, what did Purcell say to you there? And he just said, you know, he just said, Hey man, we got to go. Like we got to, we got to get down the field. We got to score a touchdown. And I was like, yeah, man, me too. I feel the same way. I know. And then Purcell backed it up a day later was like, yeah, no, I was just trying to get him pumped up. So he could go out on the field. I'm calling bullshit on that. I'm guessing he came off the field and said, fucking do something or or let someone else play because you are dog shit right now. So go out there and be the guy that we thought we were getting. Or like is it that... wasn't nice. It wasn't as nice as those two guys were saying it is. Fuck no, it wasn't nice. You know, the only thing kinder said that week was when Karis 
told Tennessee to go fuck itself, an entire city. That was the only kinder word spoken that whatever Purcell said to uh, Wilson. <laughs> looking at his contract, I didn't actually look at the breakdown of his contract, how much he's getting paid in dead cap every year. It's like 100-something million this year, 80-something next year. Like, yeah. It's, has there been a worse trade as it stands as of today in NFL history that you can think of? Like, that is bad. He is bad. He's bad. Bad. And that is that is going to go down as one of the worst trades in history because you gave up like three first-round picks for him and you gave him all this money based off nothing and now you have to deal with the consequences. It's Based off what I said about him at the beginning of our podcast, he is the only active player that has given away a Super Bowl. That's... The hate stands right now. Do you think he has something to do with that call? Like he he could have audible to a run. He, he could have done anything. The ball was in his hands. Yeah. Yeah. He could have audible to a run. Like there's no anyway. I, I we'll be talking about that one forever. Yeah, we will. Yes, we will. I, I always have a soft spot for it. And you know, I grew up two hours outside of Seattle, which is a very misleading statement because I was in a different country, but That's very true. All right, let's talk about some games coming up this weekend. What do we got? We got tomorrow night, the Bills and the Patriots. Actually a big game. Uh, The Bills are 8-3. and The Patriots are 6-5. and They're both fighting for playoff spots. Um, Who's the division leader there? The division leader is the Dolphins at 8-3 and because they beat the Bills earlier this year. Quietly snuck in there as division leader, eh? Oh, yeah. I mean, the Dolphins are a team, man. That's what I'm telling you. Um, and then the Bills are also eight and three, but they lost to the Dolphins uh, earlier. They are four and two away and four and one at home. This game for them is in New England, so they're away. New England is three and two at home. They just lost this past weekend. Who do you got? Who do you got? Who do you got? Who do you Buffalo. got? Who do you got? Buffalo. 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 Yeah. Seems like Josh Allen wasn't too phased by his arm last week against the Lions. I wish I could say he had a regular, he had a longer rest period because they played last Thursday, but they're going again this Thursday. So next weekend we can say that. But uh, I think I got Buffalo as well. Although the Patriots at home are tough. That's a tough one. Yeah, I don't look at them as the same Patriots. Yeah. No, I don't either. They don't have a quarterback. No. Um, and then we okay, we got some good games. We got Titans, Eagles. Okay. First games of the the weekend, the first uh, tier games. We got Titans, Eagles. Uh, Eagles are five point favorites. I think they win. It's in Philly, so I mean, it's tough to play in Philly. It's take the home place. team. Yeah, take the home team. Uh, then we got Bears in Chicago versus the Packers. Packers favorite to win by three and a half. I got Bears in this one. Fuck that. I got Bears in this one. Now, something we were talking about maybe off the air. I can't recall about the Packers. Is it not time to just sit? At what point in the season do you sit Aaron Rodgers as, listen, we're not going to win. Let's get Jordan Love some experience. But the problem is you just signed him to four years to be your starting quarterback. Right? Yeah. What's the point of of having a backup that's never played? Well, there's no point to having it. But you give up. You essentially, if you sit Rodgers now, Aaron Rodgers said today on the Pat McAfee show, "I'm I'm going to be starting on Sunday." Sure. 
So it's kind of up to him. You bench him now, then he's done. But you're right. There's two schools of thought there. It's either let's go to the kids, see what he can do, and then maybe we don't need Aaron Rodgers next year, or let's just let Aaron Rodgers play because we do need him next year because let's face it, the team around him, the players aren't very good. No. I just I don't think Aaron Rodgers is young enough in his career that he can carry the team anymore. I agree. Not he, hating on him he as did, a player. He did just win um, back-to-back MVPs. Yeah, and I'm not hating on him as a player. I just don't think he can carry the team like he used to. Right. It's like kind of like LeBron James in, in L.A., right? Like he was the guy carrying his team all the time. But you just get to a point where age catches up and you'll just injure yourself carrying the team week after week after week. You need other guys to step up. Like you're he's, you're just getting older, right? How old is Rogers? 37, 38? He's 38. Yeah. You know, he's not getting younger and nope. for four more years. So you got this guy at least 41. It's problematic. It's problematic. You know? And he's he's good. I'm not saying he's not good, but he's, back I don't think he's good enough to carry the team alone. He's playing with a broken thumb. Yeah. But you're you're not wrong. Like, I, I don't know. I I don't know what to do with him either. You, got, you have nothing to play for this year, so maybe bench him. Not even bench him. Just be like, hey, man, take the rest of this year off. Go do some more ayahuasca and just, like, Yeah, relax. I'm not saying bench him as a punishment. Just, no, just something, like, to, hey, even, like, a half. Give, yeah. give, give the guy a half. It's, I just feel at some point you have to give Jordan Love some experience to play. Even just to trade him. Even just to say, hey, look what this guy can do. Like, what's trade the him, point get another of first having a guy with zero NFL experience? Yeah, I agree. Uh, next game, Lions, Jaguars in Detroit. Jaguars are favored to win by a point and a half. That's a I'm taking the Lions in this one. Meow. Uh, yeah, I'll take the Lions. Lions coming off a, a tough loss. That was a tough loss against Buffalo. They were in that game. They're in every game this year, and Buffalo's... They were not like, outmatched. No, so I think that I think they have to be the Jaguars just because they're that's the team they, they need to be. Can't be giving these ones up. Texans, Browns, uh that's these teams to, it's that's only big game. because of the fucking guy that's playing in the game. And uh, former team. Yeah, in Houston. Browns are favorites to win by seven. I almost wanna take Houston as the revenge. Like, I wanna take Houston as a revenge too, but they're so bad at football. Yeah, they got one win. They're so bad at football. Well, they don't have any good players. That's they're crazy. historically bad at football. Can they win in this game just based off of spite? Is this a spite game for Houston? It's we have to take them. If this is a spite game, we have to take them. Which means only one thing and one thing only. It's time for our pick of the week presented by BetStamp. BetStamp is your one-stop shop for line shopping, bet tracking, and sports betting odds. You would never just go with the first price if you were shopping for flights. So why settle for the first odds you find when betting? BetStamp changes that. The streamlined and easy-to-use app allows you to find a wide spectrum of odds for any bet. Then it makes it easy to track your bets in one place. You can set alerts in case the line changes and learn what bets your friends and even some celebrity bettors are making. The money just line for the Houston want, Texans. Just want to win. I can't get any spreads. The Houston Texans versus the Cleveland Browns. I see on some apps you can get Houston at plus 275. That would be the high one. And the low one would be 240, depending on where you go. We have a, do we have $100 to put down between us? 
No, God, no. <laughs> Not on the Houston Texans. <laughs> Not on the Houston Texans. Uh, but there you go. If you look at your bet stamp uh, apps, you can get uh, this will be our bet of the week. You can get the Houston Texans at 275 or you can get them at 240 based on what app you are using. Look into it. Use bet stamp. They will tell you where to go and how to do it. Um, we're going to move on to the next game here. But uh, what's our game of the week? What's the game? Of the week? That's the Let's game of the week. Based on how it's a spite game. So it has to be our game of the week. The Texans upset the Browns. Okay. What's the game of the week for the average NFL fan, not two spiteful assholes like you and me? That would be the 49ers welcoming the Miami Dolphins into San Francisco. That sounds like such a better game. That sounds like such oh, a it's better. a way better game. Nobody's <laughs> watching the fucking Texans-Browns game. Nobody, uh, except for any of our listeners that have decided to use Betstamp to get themselves a better odds on that game. Anyways, throw away their money. Yeah, 49ers, Dolphins, 49ers are four point favorites. Okay, in San Francisco. I think Dolphins upset them. I think Dolphins win. I, I wouldn't even call it an upset. I would have thought this is a pretty even match. Like, I could see this going either way. This could be a future Super Bowl matchup. This could be a future Super Bowl matchup. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like that. I have to watch this one at the airport. I think this is a good test for the new look. Uh, 49ers because the Dolphins have been clicking for a while yep. now that the you know the McCaffrey's settling in you're right absolutely absolutely it there's does. also it's actually a good weekend we got the Vikings versus the Jets Um, so I both these teams are that. but they're fighting for playoff spots both these teams are fighting for playoff spots so the Vikings are three point favorites well, I think the Vikings Minnesota. get a playoff spot because I think they're just ahead of their division too much they're, yeah they'll get their they'll get their division yeah. Um, so, but the Jets are fighting for it. So they'll put for up, sure. a, they're not just going to lay over. Um, but I think Minnesota wins that game. Falcons, Steelers, nobody gives a shit about, except for if you are in Atlanta, because the Falcons are still trying to win that division that is super and they're still in it. That, with, yeah, yeah. The, the Buccaneers are leading the division at five and six. The Falcons are second place at five and seven. Both the other teams, the Panthers and Saints, are only four and eight, and they're still in contention to win this division. Somebody's getting the home field advantage for football. The yeah. Yeah. You know, someone's getting a home field advantage by just never winning any games. Imagine this scenario. The Buccaneers go to the playoffs and they get home field advantage. Then they play Kirk Cousins on like a Sunday night game. Actually, no, Kirk Cousins wouldn't have to do that because he'd be in 9-2. So they're going to get Geno Smith in the Seahawks or Daniel Jones in the Giants. Or or Heineke and the Commanders. So Tom Brady just has to beat one of those quarterbacks, and then he's going to go to the next round and probably get Kirk Cousins or Geno Smith, and then he's going to end up getting to the Super Bowl just because the quarterbacks he's playing are on teams with good teams and not necessarily them. Kirk Cousins ain't going to win nobody a Super Bowl. Geno Smith is not winning anybody's Super Bowl. Daniel Jones is not winning anybody's Super Bowl. Tyler Haneke is not winning anybody's Super Bowl. Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, Jimmy G are the quarterbacks in this division, in this conference that actually have playoff experience. And if Tom Brady doesn't have to face any of them or just has to face one of them in the conference finals, it's going to be so like. Do you do you know the coach's name in Minnesota? Uh, Kevin o, Kevin O'Quinn, Kevin O'Connell. Kevin- Kevin, okay. Kevin, let's say at some yeah. point, what point do you think Kevin kind of looks around the room and just says, 
Hey, Dalvin, Dalvin, if we give you the ball, do you think you just throw it to Jefferson? He'll <laughs> <laughs> get it. I promise you. If you get it near him, he'll he get, get it. Don't he'll get it. Don't him. worry about he him. Get it. You just throw it to him? <laughs> no, I just think that might just overcome the Kirk Cousins thing. I love that. I hope that happens. I love that. Um, okay, then we got the Rams, Seahawks. Seahawks are kind of slipping right now. They need to win this game. They're eight-point favorites, so they should win this game. Giants, Commanders. Commanders are favorite. It's in New York, and Commanders are favorites to win by two and a half. That's also a game because both these teams are still in the hunt yeah. for a Giants have lost a couple start. now. They've lost a few games now. I think they're starting to slip a little bit. They're not the – they had a hot start, and I yeah. don't think it's – well, I mean, they had a tough divisional game against the Cowboys last week, but you're right. They have to win this one. This is a big game for them. They have to win this one. Um, again, that's a great that's a great game. Like, it's just so much matters there. Chargers, Raiders in Las Vegas. Raiders have been playing very well. They beat the Seahawks. Your Seahawks played your Raiders last week, and Josh Jacobs uh, ran a touchdown in overtime to seal the win for the Las Vegas Raiders. Now. Was a monster run, dude. That was though. a huge run. That was Marshawn Lynch-esque. Well, not as he didn't much run over anybody, because, but to win yeah, the he game. was just untouched. Yeah. He went through. He he broke. But he the... just looks like that big guy, like that just runs through people. Now, something to bring up at the beginning of the season, we were talking about that division and how good they were going to be. Obviously, it didn't pan out. But one thing I mentioned was that I thought that Josh Jacobs was one of the better running backs in that division. And you put the Debt Broncos running backs. I didn't forget this. You put the Broncos running He's backs. Hurt. He tore his ACL. They were at the beginning of the year, the Raiders were talking about trading Josh Jacobs, which would have been a mistake, but they were talking about it. Hey, I didn't say they got good management. They've had bad management. Yeah. That's been a known thing for a while. <laughs> but now looking back, KC um, doesn't have great running backs. Chargers got a great running back. I gotta put Josh Jacobs number two, no? In that division, one hundred percent. Austin Eckler with the Chargers, and then Josh Jacobs with the Raiders, and then Never. Kenneth Walker with the seat. Oh, sorry, uh, that's the NFC West. Um, yeah, Jacobs two, Eckler one, Jacobs two, then four people on the Chiefs, and then four people on the Broncos. There's no like. Eckler and, and Jacobs are far and above everybody else in that division. So wait, we I said game of the week was 49ers Dolphins, but we got Bengals Chiefs. Oof. As well in Cincinnati. That's a huge game. That's could be an another like it could be an AFC championship matchup as well. Chiefs favorite to win by two in Cincinnati. Did they, did they play this year or was it just a preseason? Nope, they haven't played this year. So they did a preseason. But yeah, maybe. Yeah, they no, did the first remember they had the big pre-season. brawl for the yeah. they had the joint practice thing. Yeah. The they did the first preseason uh right. game this year. Which meant nothing, but never means okay. Anything. So then yeah, they do play in Cincy. Yeah. It could be a good game. <sighs> yeah, I, I I still think the Chiefs are the favorite, right? The Chiefs are the favorite by two. By two. I don't know. These Bengals are hitting strides. I They're hitting strides. They are hitting strides. Um and does then- Chase come back at all? Not yet. No, but soon though he's. It's not like he's done. No, I think he'll he will be back at some point. Um, let's see here. I'm just typing a little Google. Uh, 
Yeah, he's he will be back. Plan to return week 13. So he'll be back against the Chiefs. Bang. Boom. That's great news. I think that that's great news. Yeah. That's going to be a great game. There's a lot of good games this Sunday. I'm missing this weekend. Damn. Now, does Travis Kelsey get covered? Do they cover him? Never. No, they don't cover him, eh? Nobody they covers him. He's allowed to do whatever he wants to do. Only you and I know you got to cover him. Yeah, and we keep yelling at people to do it on this podcast, and nobody's listening. <laughs> no one's listening. Sunday night's a shitty game. It's Cowboys, Colts. Cowboys blow them out, right? It's in Dallas. Ah, uh, yeah. Jeff Saturday. I'm wondering about this experiment. Well, he mismanaged the clock like crazy the other day. Didn't call any timeouts. Went home. They ran out of time to win the game, and they had two timeouts left, and they just didn't use them. Yeah, that Steelers game did not go well, and it wasn't no. even interesting. No. Um, I don't think they got a first down until, like, the, the second half or something. <laughs> the best joke I heard was because he left two timeouts on the in the game. Like, he didn't use them, and he should have used them. The best joke I saw was... I guess Jeff Saturday thinks he's going to trade those two timeouts for another broken quarterback. That's not bad. That's <laughs> yeah, not that's bad. pretty good. Um, Monday night game is Bucks Saints. That's a huge game. That's a huge game. Huge game, even though they're both shitty teams. No, that is- that's that's a good game because they're going to be they'll be fighting. If Marshawn Lattimore and Mike Evans are in this game, it's oh gonna be- yeah, I forgot about that. It's a good. That's great. Yeah, look to that matchup: the Mike Evans, Marshawn Lattimore. Matchup will be the matchup to watch this weekend individually. Now is uh crybaby James Winston because injuries took his spot. Is he playing or is it Dalton? Um that's a good question. I think it's Dalton again, but um let me look. Jameis Winston. I don't like that statement. You lose your job, you don't lose your job to injuries. The what do they say the best thing the best thing the best ability is? Uh Teleport availability. Or? It's availability. Available. Okay. The best ability is availability. Um, and it doesn't look like James Winston will be playing. It'll be Andy Dalton. So we'll see. We'll see how much longer that lasts, but it'll be interesting to watch. Um, do you have anything else to say on this uh week 13 preview podcast? Nope. I think we're good. Perfect. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you next week after these games. See ya. Running Down the Clock is brought to you by the Ordinary Podcast Network and is every Thursday running until the week after the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed enough to subscribe and tune in again next week.